1: I'm the Communications Coordinator at GoEco Wakato Environment Centre. We are a voice for the environment, a centre for learning and a catalyst for change. Hipuna Koriro shows the aspirations and mahi of our team and community. Nō wiki. Last week on the podcast we were joined by Lizzie Shah, a Department of Conservation Ranger for Whangamarino. We heard compelling reasons to vote for Matuku Hurepo and Te O Ronganui of the year competition. We also learned about the monitoring and restoration happening at Whangamarino and the importance of protecting our remaining wetlands. Voting in the often contentious but informative and fun competition is open until the 31st of October. Give one of your votes to Matuku Hurepo, a clever, cryptic but critically endangered species. You can whakarongo listen to that podcast from freefm.org.nz or from your favorite podcast platform just search for he Puna Korero. Facebook has now added a new feature so our podcasts have their own tab at the top of our Facebook page search for Go Eco Wakatō. A Tirawiki, te uh, Tereo o Terepo ke konei tonu o the voice of the wetland. I am still here is a handbook series published by Manaki Whenua. Following on from Te Reo O Te Repo, this book continues to advocate the voices of our repo, or wetlands, through the voices of our people. Anna Casey Cox spokes with Yvonne Toda and Sherry Van Schreiben Goodman about the process of writing this book, which is available to download for free from Manaki Whenua Landcare Research's website. I'll share the link to that on our social media.
2: Well, kia ora kai. Koto. Kia ora, everybody. I'm listening to Hepuna Koriro. Today, we are very fortunate to have our uh, two guests with us, Sherry and Yvonne from Manaki Whenua. But I will let you guys introduce yourselves and just now, mihi kia korua. Thank you for coming and talking with us about te reo te or terepo. Uh, which is an amazing handbook, and you guys will just want to read it after this, cordial. But just, um, big welcome to you too, and, um, yeah, over to you to introduce
3: Yvonne. Would you like to? Uh, tātou. Um, <clears throat> kia ora um, namahine kia ana. Uh, for inviting us on the show this morning. So, uh, kuwayo, hiri tiene no naitirangi ngatiranginui ngatirunaku ngatzi tufari toa ngatzi hau wanga iwi, uh, kaitamahiao he karangahau maori mumunaki finua, uh, ku iwan taura toku So I'm one of the co-editors of the Tereo Otsirepo Te series and the most recently launched Tereo Otsirepo, Te uh, keikone tonuo. So kia ora
0: ora and um Shiri, do you want to introduce yourself um, thank you for inviting us uh ko wai au a ko ko wanganui te awa ko te waka ko ngati tūera me ngati hine hapu ko tiatia i papa rangi ngati apa ngati rangi ai we uh ki te taiki toku papa ko ngati tatch ahai um uh uh could shrivent probably that government talking what uh, He come my mo ngarepo o temotsu um her mama <laughs> her wife uh her dog owner um ingari uh noraita noraita tina ka so tina ka to kurumata ka so y mona is uh, shirai i um come from whanganei pakia and uh dutch descent and um as i was sort of saying there i'm a i work for ouripo um but also for the systems that they existed within. So Waikato River uh, is one of the main rivers that I work with at the moment and um, have a very fond affinity for and her people. Um, but also, as I said, I'm a, I'm a mum and a wife and a dog owner. Oh, and I better not, I better not, I better not be um, biased and disclude our cockatiels and our chickens. I better bring those in as well. Oh, gee, not... the whole
2: whanau. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's just so good to have you both here. And I've been reading your amazing handbook um, you know, all last night and this morning. And wow, what an amazing piece. So um I guess about that, like can you talk a little bit about your handbook and how it came to be, I guess. What what's your involvement in it and, and
3: how it came to be? I'm gonna to have to um, pass this one to Sheree because she really was the the one who sort of came up with this idea and especially through our Manaki whenuas relationship with Waikato Tainui um, and then I can come in later in how I became part of this um, beautiful journey.
0: Uh, oh, kia, kia ora. Kia Yvonne, thanks for that hospital pass. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we, uh, back in 2010, uh, Monica and Bev, uh, Monica Peters and Bev Clarkson created this, what I think is an amazing little book, and was actually quite ahead of its time, which was the wetland restoration handbook. At uh, In 2010, wetlands were still, as Yvonne likes to say, considered to be the poor cousins mm-hmm. of Wai and Fenua, of water and land. And uh, what Monica and Bev did was create a, a way of uh, expressing information and sharing information with our community groups so that they could participate meaningfully within restoration for themselves and their, and their wetlands. Um, when we kind of caught up, though, I caught up with, started working with Bev. I was working with the tribe, Waikato Tainui at the time, and, uh, and the book had just come out, and I remember reading it and going, wow, well, this is great, but where's the, where's the cultural narrative? And she was like, yeah, sorry about that. So we, um, we went into a relationship, a partnership with Manaake Um Wetlands are very, very important in the Waikato River system. It's part of what keeps her ticking over, uh, and lots and lots of wetlands have been lost here, at least um I think I think the numbers are around about eight eight percent, eight to nine percent of our wetlands are remaining here in the Waikato, which is much lower than the national average of ten percent. So yeah, it's it's pretty mind-boggling. And um, we were very much about how do we look at restoration and protection of the Awa and, and wetlands are a very important part of that. So we worked with Bev and her team in, the, in their next iteration of their wetland restoration program with the idea being that at the end of that partnership we would create this book called Te Reo Terepo. It wasn't called Te Reo Terepo at the time or it was just known as a book um, and but by the time we started uh, getting it compiling it together bringing it together uh, its name sort of started to emerge and Te Reo Terepo we've taken as uh, being about the voice of the wetland. And it's not just about saying that the wetlands need to be able to talk, but recognising the relationship that Indigenous people have with those spaces mm-hmm. and that the biggest megaphone we can give to our repo is to allow our people to sit at the table and share their experiences and their relationships with those spaces. So Te Reoterepo became that. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to now hospital pass back to Yvonne. <laughs> hey, Kyle Ho. And uh, get her to explain how we got to our, our third one, which we're talking about today.
1: Oh, hmm.
3: kia ora. Kia ora. Um yeah, so with so uh, yes, we created Reo Te um uh, back in 2017 and that that included so many gorgeous um and beautiful stories about how people in their wetlands restoring their wetlands, and there also included some uh, masters research and PhD research from some of our tribal uh, tribal scientists as well. So that was really um, great for us to be able to to show Alfano that we have our own scientists um, in there doing some great mahi too. And so um, <clears throat> a lot of the work came from came from the Waikato area but we also tried to reach out to our whanau from um, other areas of the motu Um, and so since the success of uh, that handbook we then decided me and Cherie sat down two years ago now and said hey we should probably do another one because we just knew there were so many other great um restoration projects going on um among our whanau And so we embarked in um inviting those that we knew were doing some amazing Mahi. And um that's when we started we got the okay from Bev. She was really excited to do the third um <clears throat> handbook and um we were given the okay from the tribe and everybody else and then we we spent the last two years um, compiling this handbook together. And there's quite a flavour, and Sheree can talk more to this, around um, the COVID and the pandemic and mm. that all of our whānau were dealing with at the time. So the length uh, of time it took for us to put this together was really to acknowledge the the reprioritation, pre- re-prioritation of our whānau at the time, where whānau and their communities became um, much more of a... Um, priority, so um, it it has that flavor in some of the chapters as well, which I'm sure that many of our whānau can appreciate um, what, what's been going on in the last two years. So we were really thankful to uh, be able to have the support to continue um, p- compiling the handbook uh, because it really needed to really needed um, our whānau to have a space for them to. Sh- you know, to share how they were feeling at the time. So Cherie can talk about where uh, Keiko Nei Tonu'o came from because it's such mm-hmm. a lovely story. And I, I hope she gets to share that with you this morning. Oh
2: yeah. Sh- Cherie, if you'd like to share that, that'd be
0: awesome. <laughs> yeah. So um, the, the thing when you create a different book is you don't want to create a part two, and eh? You don't want it to be like a bad version of an amazing movie. And um, <laughs> Hey no. uh, but, yeah, so we <laughs> were cool. um when we and and, and Yvonne uh, I think the other thing too that sort of triggered us triggered us off was uh, we got a, a little sign from um our one of our kayaki artuna, our eels, so that was what generated the discussion between Yvonne and I um now that we've pushed the baby out, it feels great at the time it was just like, what are we doing we've done this before why why do we get pregnant again um but this, this time around, um, I think, like Yvonne said, we were hit with this pandemic, this in, an incredibly challenging situation that hit us, um, obviously globally, but really, really started to hit and bite locally because of the really brave decision that our Prime Minister had to make at that time to shut us down. And um, so we wanted to make sure that we captured that within the book because we sometimes forget about these other things that are sort of going swirling around us that can have an impact on the way that we might be able to conduct the things that we're passionate about. And what it also, and what I really love, especially in the the corridor from Kerry Thompson and the final Ngati Hora, she's she really really draws down to the fact that their resilience, um, it, it tested their resilience as both a people and also as a business. But more importantly, it actually reminded them of the cordial the, the and the lessons that they'd already had that had been passed down to them and the strength that they could get from them. And what I really, really liked about that and other stories was that despite that, uh, there's still this really strong connection between our people and their natural environments. And it is really important for them to know that they're leaving a really good legacy for the next generations. So that's, that's my sort of my take on the COVID situation. What it did as well, though, is it had it, had us really, really thinking about, well, what is the name of this book? Um, it's, it's something beyond just being called a a cultural handbook. Um, we can't call it, you know, COVID-19 resilience or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and what ended up happening was, um, we all, or each of us, I think each of us editors started getting little epiphanies that, um, There's something special in here about the importance of report, not only to Māori but to a lot of others. You know, we've got a lot of non-Māori scientists and community workers and decision makers and and uh, resource managers, not restaurant managers, resource managers who, um, who are really passionate about these. And at the same time, same time, this new report came out that highlighted the loss of wetlands that we've still experienced since 1991, since the RMA came in, which was supposed to stop that. So what happened was this name suddenly popped up of saying, I'm still here. Don't give up on me yet. I'm still here. Mm-hmm. And so we shared that. I shared that with Yvonne, and um, she went away and had a kōrero with this amazing lady. I've just actually pulled the pakatoki up where it says, kāmea aki te repo, me te fenua. And the English translation of that is the wetland replied, My voice will never be lost. Like a spring, it bursts forth from the land. I am still here. We are all still here. And so what I think this book was um, the way of the book, the personality from the book, and the voice from it is that um, Whilst they're still here and whilst the people who are associated and still want to fight for those are still here, they're still worth fighting for. Mm. Um, don't give up on them, you know? Mm. Um even if something has been drained, there is still something within the whakapapa of that place that remembers that it was a wetland. And um it's no it's not a good thing just to walk away and pretend that you can't do anything with it. It's still there. It still remembers it. It's still <laughs> it. that's why it keeps on flooding. Yeah. So that's that's where the that's oh. where the name of the
2: block came from. Yeah. And I love how you brought up Fakapapa there, because that was one of my questions around the Fakapapa of wetlands. And yeah, I think in the book, in the handbook, you allude to the fact that they are sometimes hidden now. You know, you can't necessarily see it, obviously, but it's still there. Um mm. so yeah, so some of the Whakapapa of wetlands in our region, I mean, yes, we've lost so much. But we're gonna fight for um the their return. So, um yeah, just a little bit of the I guess a like a papa of wetlands in the Waikato. Um, yeah, we were we were mostly wetlands, right? Like there was just so much. Yeah. Um, just we, a little. Co-
0: we, we are a wetland people, and um, Waikato people. I think, Māori or otherwise, um, we, you know there's a chance for um others to be wetland people too if they mm. want to. It's mm. not it's not an impossibility to be able to coexist with these systems. Um, We're just making it too hard for ourselves, overthinking it sometimes. Um, But yeah, the river, uh, I mean, for for me, it's always about the heart. You know, what's at the heart of it for me? It's the river. And uh, these these systems are part of her, what makes up her and her people. And um, yeah, it's just, she's an incredible being. So making sure those wetlands are there f- not only for us but also for her most importantly so that she can be a good kaitiaki to our people and to our communities uh is a really i think a key driver for me yep
2: yeah so that's that's what the the repo means to you it's about her about our about the awa, um, and about about well yvonne do you want to call it about what uh wetlands means to you what
3: yeah, I mean, I share the same sentiment as Sheree. Uh, I think what was, what really drove us in this project was, um, our tupuna awa or waikato. Um, and that was built through the relationships with waikato tainui. Mm. And so always we were, uh, we had the awa always in our minds. And, and you can even see that through the Fukatoki throughout the handbook, mm. through, expressed through, um, other river iwi, um, who contributed to the handbook. So, not just within me and Sheree, but also within our whanau. Uh The awa is our main driver. Um, and um, and we have some gorgeous whakatauki there from um, our tūpuna, um, King Itafel and Princess Tapoya. Tup- uh, so they were always guiding um, what it is we wanted to achieve within these handbooks. And, and of
0: course, really for really our repos. <laughs> Sorry. I was going to say, I think that's a really lovely lovely um, thing that our, these two handbooks have brought to the wetland space is recognising that they're just wetlands aren't these little things that sit off in a little box or by themselves they're part of, like, like we've talked about, the whakapapa and that's why the river um, or at least in this context in this law here, is, is part of that discussion and cannot be separated from that discussion but it doesn't matter where you go in the mutu and you, talk, you see it in the books that it's, um, for some of our people it's about that connection with their awa sometimes you know it's also about the connection to their land um others it could be a marine environment it could be a harbor you know we've got you know we've got wetlands that sit on the coast and we've got Mm -hmm. wetlands that are in dune dune areas as well yeah dune lakes the dune slacks as well so even in the alpine area you know we start talking about tarns and things like that and that's what I really love about the kōrero from our people is that it doesn't try to separate or reduce those things into their parts that they have a value because they're connected to a bigger picture you know that there are you can't just take one little jigsaw piece of the puzzle and and think that that's all you need to solve the problem you actually got to look at the picture as a whole at the being as a whole and um and I think um I think that's what these these books and the opportunity for our people to be able to share their stories has allowed to happen to remind yeah. everybody that it's not just one little space.
2: Oh, yeah, it's def- definitely a sense you get when you read the handbook is all of the interconnections and stories mm-hmm. and ways that people relate to wetlands um comes through hugely. And I feel like you're building like a movement, hey, for wetlands <laughs> in the Waikato and in the nation actually. So yeah. um yeah, nah <laughs> ma- Mahi, yeah, coruas, awesome mahi. And yeah, I I feel very inspired um all by your kōrero, but and by the handbook. So <laughs> Thank you so much for all your mahi. But um, in terms of how people can get involved, like for me, reading the handbook would have to be one of the things that people can really do, especially in lockdown, um, you know, might have a bit of time to um, have a read, uh, which I think is such an engaging thing to do. But um, yeah, any other ideas, I guess, on what people can do to, I guess embrace the wetlands that might actually be just outside their back door too, you know, not far away. We're, we're, as you say, the wetlands are, are everywhere really. So um, any cordial on what people can do and how they can get involved.
3: Um, something quickly that comes to mind is that we have our own iwi-led, hapu-led um, plant nurseries and um, mm. teams who are leading their own restoration projects within their own draw here, and they often um, they often have their own open days or planting days. And the ones that come to mind quickly is uh, Ngātihaua Mahi Trust and the Puni River Care. Um, <clears throat> you know, they these guys are just doing some amazing mahi for their communities. And they're f- also willing to share uh, their experiences, their successes and challenges with their local communities and beyond. So, you know, they often um, <clears throat> have these planting days, so please go along. That They're willing to uh, support uh, initiatives and um show you uh how to restore a wetland. Um so that just quickly just came to my mind anyway. <laughs> yeah,
2: no, ten or pie, absolutely. Yeah, and I love the kōrero from uh, Kerry Carrie the um in the handbook too and just the um the way in which the work has lifted up the well being of the people, you know, If the focus is on the Finua and the well being of the Finua, but at the same time it um definitely does lift up the people as well. And yeah, uh, the connections of people to their whenua and you know increase, and ah, oh, so we just had this really funny thing happen, we got completely cut off. Hey, eh? now you guys have got a all about that. What's 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 going on? <laughs> <laughs> what's our people saying to us? What's your baby saying? I
0: think, um, <laughs> I think we should give a context. Um, I, so I, I, I
2: context.
0: So so audience, um, when we released the book last week at Intercol, it was done virtually. Any Everything that could go wrong went wrong, <laughs> right from starting with people couldn't get in, like the presenters, m- namely me, couldn't get into the system properly. Um, we had the wrong PowerPoint presentation, uh, was loaded put up, up on yep. by the organisation. Um, we couldn't see each other, so we had Yvonne freezing or Bev <laughs> freezing and... Because we I got kicked we out, see each other, it, it like felt like a tumbleweed moment <laughs> kind of happening, and we ended up absolutely losing it and cracking up laughing for the whole half an hour, um, mm-hmm. because there was it was it was that thing of like well, if you don't laugh, you're gonna cry. So we just <laughs> giggled, and so our joke is now that it, this is our naughty third child, mm-hmm. and it being the youngest, it definitely tells us how it wants to roll, and so um, being cut off like we just were during a really neat kōrero from Anna is kind of like the kid going, yeah, I'm over it now. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) hurry (laughs) up. And so we were just sort of Uh, joking about, well, what's our moi-moya? What's our our uh, whakatauki that will take all this? Mm -hmm. And um, I think for me, it was like, uh, you know, there are very serious moments in life and losing our wetlands is a very serious situation. Mm -hmm. But you've got to still learn how to laugh and smile Mm -hmm. and find the positive, uh, stuff because that's where hope, I think, really, really starts to bloom from. So mm-hmm. for me, it was like, yep, um, we've got to keep laughing. We've got to keep finding an excuse to smile. Otherwise, we're just going to end up uh, falling into a pit khiota. of despair and khiota. give up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, that's what
2: I
3: took from it. Hi. Kia ora. Tino kāi. Tō Now, there's a saying in in our handbook that Cherie wrote beautifully beautifully that articulated uh, the series, the, the Wetland Restoration Handbook, Tire Te, reo, te re po, and now Keikonetono. And I uh, can you remember that? Where where um the Wetland Restoration Handbook was our uh, I guess our guiding handbook and it provided wow. us with, you know, the steps to restore um our wetlands throughout the Mutu. Um <clears throat> and it, you know, it gave us that guidance that we needed. And then Te Tirepur te uh, the voice of the wetland was the one that kind of started off this, um, ability for our to share their journey and share their voices around the repo. And then, uh, tereo terepo tonu o is the one about hope. The one that brings us this hope of, like we've been talking about, I am still here. We are all still here. And, um, it's our, opportunity for us to re-engage and reconnect with our local repo so um it was beautifully articulated in the handbook so it was uh, a beautiful <laughs> articulation absolutely
2: yeah we are still here and um, the repo is still here and you guys are leading this and it's amazing so thank you so much uh for your mahi for all of the mahi in that handbook, I can't imagine how much it's just incredible, and but all of the contributions and all of the whakapapa and relationships that are in there are just, um, are just where it's at, eh, and where we need to go forward so that looking back to go forward um, is so important, so nā mahi kōrua, thank you for your awesome kōrero today um, and everybody read that handbook uh, and yeah, mahi ate mahi, get out there with Natiha Mahi Trust and Pūniu and all the
1: places, so yeah, thank you. Um, Kilda, Kilda, Anna, Namahi, Okay. Uh, kita fakarongo mai koe ki koredo, a show hosted by Goiko Wakato. That was Anna Casey Cox, joined by Yvonne Toda and Sherry Van schrivendijk Goodman to talk about Tereo o Terepo ke tonu o. Both books are available from Manaki Whenua's website. I'll share the link on our social media as well as this podcast. Don't forget to give a vote to Matuku Herupo before the 31st of October. A vote for Matuku is a vote for wetlands. Go Eco Wakato Environment Centre are a not-for-profit environment hub with biodiversity, kai, transport and enterprise projects. You can find out more about our work on social media Go Eco Wakato by heading to our website goeco.org.nz or better yet, pop in 188 Commerce Street, Frankton, Kirikirō. Join us again next week for a new episode, but make sure you follow or subscribe to he Puna Korero on your favourite podcast platform so you don't miss an episode. Kia pai tora i